It's bonus pod one for nine. Uno, cuatro, nueve. You've just landed in Madrid airport. You're on holiday to Spain because you heard that is good for baby. Before you get to the passport check, which is now the um, all passports lane. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Uh, before you get there, a man in a uniform comes up to you and says, no, please come with me. And you say, has there been a problem? Is Spain not good for baby? And the guy just says, basta, basta. And he, he drags you and you go, he takes you into a windowless room. Yeah. He sits you down on a metal chair. It's a metal table. It's like the scene in Dark Knight where Batman punches Joker's hand. And <laughs> the guy leaves. And you go, sorry, what's going on? And he says, nothing. He closes the door. After a while, you hear noises coming from what seems like behind the mirror. What are, what, why are they so fart noises and giggles? Someone's just mentioned the phrase jacking it. You, you say, uh, sorry, excuse me, is, there, is someone there? You hear someone press a button on the other side of the mirror. The reflectiveness dissolves away, revealing it's a two-way mirror, and behind there, watching you and laughing, it's me and Pierre. Welcome to Bonus Pod. Bienvenidos a El Pod de Bonus. Sí, sí, muchos. <laughs> Very nice. I was on tenterhooks there. Are you? Yeah. yeah. And I always enjoy... Um, <laughs> I enjoy whenever you make a reference to The Dark Knight, the movie, yeah. The Dark Knight, because I know that it's like when uh, a very religious person refers to something in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's something that you know back and front, like backwards and forwards, yes. and you can refer to things in your life through The the Dark Knight, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I and mean, what would Batman do, of course, is what yes. I ask myself about any... Any difficult life decision, and w- what you would do w- is punch Joker in the hand for some <laughs> in reason. Hand. In the hand. I've, no one. In, it, I'm going to punch your hand. Surely the first time in movie history someone's punched someone in the hand and they've not gone. Actually, let's take that again. Sorry, I hit his hand. <laughs> yeah. Surely, well, how did that not happen? Sorry, I hit his hand. <laughs> so you want to go again? I hit. I don't know why. I punched I hit your hand. I don't know why. The most strange punch in all of movie history. Really odd. Yeah. Yeah. Really odd. And funny to be confronted by that man after all he's done and think, a good punch to the hand will bring this guy right. <laughs> Recently, I was, um, <laughs> I, I, I bumped into friend of the podcast, Stuart Laws, who's Ooh. coming up so regularly these days yeah. on the podcast. But um, I, he was at a studio where we were on a show we both happened to be working on. And we just were in the corridor, killing time, chatting. And he started talking, we started talking about Batman. And he made some passing. I think he, uh, he, he, might have, he just mentioned the phrase, the best Batman movie. Because he likes Batman too. Yeah. And I just went, the best Batman movie is Mask of the Phantasm. It's, it's a, an animated movie made by the same yes. people who made the animated series. It's the perfect Batman movie. It has an origin story, a Joker story, a new love interest, and a new villain in one movie, and it does it all well. And I, I and after at the end of talking about Mask of the Phantasm, Stuart said, "I've never seen you so happy. <laughs> I've never seen you so animated. I've never seen you so engaged." Yeah, as you were just now describing Mask of the Phantasm to me. Yeah. It is the best Batman movie, by the way. In the animated series, the music and the visuals and stuff, it is amazing. It's the best. It's yeah. the best. It's, they get it 
right because they're playing to Batman fans they're not playing to yeah. the movie market yeah and they have that unusual freedom that comes with making something that's nominally for kids but isn't really yeah where you can actually put in-depth stuff in there because the question of well will everyone understand this reference is already no because it's for children <laughs> yes right yeah sure so you can sneak all sorts of things in there because of the kids and it's like well whatever screw them yeah they don't care yeah so they're not gonna up- be like oh where where was this when was this thread introduced yeah. In canon. So you end up with this bizarre scenario where stuff that's made for kids has sometimes got much more advanced little nuggets in it than stuff made for adults. Mm. Um, yes. Apologies if you can hear a, a helicopter outside Bud Pods. Um, we're being hunted. We are. We're on Channel 4's Hunted. <laughs> yeah, we should do Celebrity Hunted. Yeah, I, I'd love to, actually. Just hide I, in a Pod I, Bud's I, house. I do need to watch that. It's supposed to be really good, that show. I've seen bits of it, yeah. Yeah. It is. You've, or you have to live out your fantasy of like... If I had no passport and I had to run and I'd get a haircut and I'd get no mask. I'd be rubbish. I'd be rubbish. I love my phone. I love my <laughs> debit card. Yeah. I love I love all that traceable shit, man. I love it. You love traceable. I love it. Anything I, traceable. I'd be gone in a day because they just track my delivery order. <laughs> <laughs> They're just following the guy on the moped. No, there he is. They'd find the most recent... Mighty bucket meal. Yeah, most recent download receipt for Mask of the Phantasm <laughs> on Amazon Prime or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, he's there. He's there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know that you know Batman uh, in and out. Quite well. There was a time where I probably could have done it for Mastermind. Yeah, but I, I haven't I haven't read Batman for a long time now. I'm I'm pretty out of the loop. Um, I think that like I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast before. It's exactly the sort of thing I would have said. Um, you know how like everything can be understood just through The Simpsons. What do you mean everything? Well, like you go, oh, that's like when Mo. Oh yes, uh, yeah. There's, just there's a everything. reference for everything. Yeah, yeah. My theory is that like um, I think I've said this before because I'm sure Mick, friend of the podcast, excellent playwright, writer, actor, Mick Campbell. Mm. Messages in saying that there is a play uh, where it's set in like a post-nuclear apocalypse and it's a, tr- a band of humans in the wilderness putting on Simpsons episodes, like weird plays oh, that they half remember. That's great. And they're like traveling around between these like wasteland camps as like a troupe of actors mm. reenacting the Simpsons for people. That's really great. Yeah, that's a play of some uh, somewhere out there. Um, but yeah, I think the Simpsons is like the Psalms. Yes. In the Bible. And when you were learning to write, read and write in the olden days, you would just copy out the Psalms over yeah. and over and over again. And just people would just be able to know them off by heart and recite them and go, ah, yes, like the uh, the grape of Gemithsanon. Yes, very good. And just drop that reference and yeah. everyone would know. Yeah. And now that's what makes Shakespeare so tedious sometimes. It's all <laughs> of these references you go, well, I don't fucking know what that is. Yeah. Whereas if you're watching a Shakespeare play and a guy just went, truly, he is a Mo Sislak of the castle. You'd be like, yeah, great. I know exactly what that's, uh, that means. Yes, and he has Batman. something of the monorail man about him. <laughs> oh, another hour and he would have sold us a monorail. <laughs> oh, be kind. He is not such a con man as this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And our generation especially is the first generation to, to know... Cult, pop culture references secondhand through The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Like I knew Reservoir Dogs, the the, yeah, the petrol the, pouring scene. I knew that from Itchy and Scratchy before yeah. I ever saw Reservoir Dogs. Do you um uh, Simpspear? What's that? Productions of Shakespeare where you replace all the hard references with Simpsons references. Oh, that's good. That's another good idea. Yeah, that would sell out. That'd crush out the fringe. That would crush at the fringe. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, we'd be able to gold plate our dicks. That kind of money? <laughs> a big baby dick's big just gold-plated, s- sinking in the ocean. Fresh from Spain. 
<laughs> like a Spanish galleon's treasure. <laughs> Doubloons. <laughs> um, well, look, uh, would you go to Spain for a big baby dick, or would do you? Do you think Portugal has like a similar thing for bollocks? Do you think? Portugal is good for baby. <laughs> I think Portugal, and I mean this seriously, this is my hot take uh-huh. for this bonus pod. Portugal is a thinking man Spain. <laughs> yeah, I agree. With Portugal is a thinking man Spain. It's yeah. it's the Canada to Spain's <laughs> America. It's the New Zealand to Spain's Australia. Yeah, yeah. Portugal is a thinking man Spain. Yep. It's it, we. I've been to Porto, one of the loveliest cities I've ever been. People are nice. It's cheap. The food's good. It's better. Spain is harsh and rude. It's very I, rude. I, rude. I, I, you know, I, I hitchhiked through Europe once for charity. I can't believe I ever did that. But from Bath, we hitchhiked to Morocco. Yeah. And went through England, through France, Spain, and then down south, southern tip into Morocco. Yeah. The best place of all to hitchhike. England, without a doubt. Really? People are so fucking nice in England. Yeah. We weren't waking, waiting on the roadside for more than 10 minutes for a, a, a car on the motorway to pick us up. Yeah. The family that picked us up drove us, uh, went out of the way to drop us off at, at Portsmouth Harbour. Wow. So nice. France, for all the bad press they get, quite, not quite English level of niceness. But not bad. But not bad. Spain were cunts. They were all cunts. <laughs> we, they, we'd be, and you went through the whole country as we well. Were, that was when we spent the most time with it. Top in, to bottom. Yeah. We had to get through the most of it was having to get through Spain and it was fucking impossible. People were, we'd be thumbing a ride on the road. People would just be flipping us off. They, they're cunts. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, I've been to Spain a few times and I've always been received rudely at the bare minimum to be honest i don't know why they, they've really, not always they've really gotten off easy the spanish the true rude man of europe the rude <laughs> the rude they're the rude man of europe <laughs> it's because everyone's so distracted by how blunt the germans and the dutch are but the germans and the dutch aren't rude they're very formal mm. they're just blunt yeah yeah that's not the same thing to me as being rude yeah the spanish are rude man and like, I don't think it's rude necessarily when a Dutch person or a German person says, oh, you're quite late. <laughs> yeah. You know? You are. Yeah. You're late. Like that, in a way, you're rude. But it, we're just not used to people pointing that shit out in that yeah. way. Whereas getting, flipping off a charity hitchhiker. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. Yeah, I, I, it is something that I, I think. And I know I need to, I need to do some sort of cleansing trip where I go to like, the bits of Spain that are less like, because like I yeah, I'm think sure if you go to like the Pyrenees, it's probably quite well, like Galicia nice or like the or like the Catalan bit or something. I don't know. I mean, this are they the, the nice bits? It's like, in their defense, the English have ruined so much of Spain. Yeah, to be fair, maybe they they saw you and they thought they're just here to get their babies' big old dicks and <laughs> start football fights. Yeah. Do you think it's like a th- something that we've like we're like the curse of the land? Like British holidaymakers have just like. You travel back in time to like Spain, 1971, fascist government aside, and uh, everyone's just like, hola, like just, hey, just really cheerful. And then the first O'Neill's pub. <laughs> That's the other thing. Spain and Italy have really gone off easy being fascists for a bit. People yes. don't really seem to care. Spain People say is... Mussolini from time to time, but oh, yeah. even that is brought up in a jokey sense most of the time. M- Mussolini's granddaughter, whose surname, by the way, is Mussolini... <laughs> 
is a senator. Oh, really? Yeah. And she complained because people on Twitter kept tweeting her pictures of hanging dead Mussolini. Wow. And she was like, this is very inappropriate. And it's like, you're inappropriate. (laughs) Don't be a senator. What the fuck? It's rude, but it's ruder to be Mussolini. What? (laughs) Only in Italy could people go, I've heard of that. Oh, yeah, that guy. You seem like an efficient person. Spain is weird to think. When did Franco... Frango? When did, he, when did Franco Frango? When did Franco Frango? It's weird to have been a country with a fascist dictator well into disco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, fascism and earth, wind and fire shouldn't meet. <laughs> <laughs> you won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he died 75. When did he... So he was in power to 70... Yeah, 75. Head of state of Spain till 75. Fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, that's well into, like... You could tell by the way I don't... You listen yeah. to the Bee Gees and then go, ah. I mean, staying alive takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> You'd be like, wow, well, I was just listening to the Bee Gees and then, you know, the secret f- police of the fascist dictator came and they... Oh, and, what? <laughs> Where is this happening? Oh, Western Europe. Western Europe? <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, he looks like a French policeman from a cartoon, Franco. Who does? Oh. You see him? Yes, he looks like um uh, he looks like the Pink Panther. Yeah, he does. He looks a bit like Peter Sellers in the Pink Panther. That's how he gets sneaks up on you. Good lord. Yeah, I mean that's that's mad. That is mad. They do get a bit of an easy ride. They they're only just starting to like like, the government would just refuse to help people dig up all the mass graves and stuff. Like, they were just like, no, no, nope. Oh, really? Nope. Like, they're very, like, shh, we don't talk about that. Mm, that's one way to do it, and it does work to an extent. Yeah, and it'll just boil over eventually. Or maybe, like, it poisons the national psyche to the point where you're flipping off charity hitchhikers. I mean, in Japan, they just flat out don't teach <laughs> yeah. the Second World War. They just J- don't teach it. Japan's approach is bold. <laughs> you look at their textbooks, and it's like... Apparently, that's one of the reasons for the high rate of atheism in Japan. In theoretically, is because like they they do spend like so long teaching like prehistory, like dinosaurs, different like Jurassic, th- right, Thoracic Park, like all the Thoracic Park, <laughs> Thoracic Park. That was a, one of Johnny Leonard's jokes. Oh, what was it? He said, um, "At best, it should have been called Late Cretaceous Park because <laughs> <laughs> they're from such different periods, yeah. Triceratops and so that's on." That's funny. Really good. Um, follow him at the Maybe Pile on Twitter. He's very anyway, funny. Um, apparently, yeah. So in Japan, you just spend so long reading about evolution and prehistory and dinosaurs and so on that then, but like from a young age, right? And they're just from teaching, like eight. They're teaching that because by the time they get to World War Two, the bell rings and go, "Oh, yeah, we just go, ran ah, out of time. Oh, what a shame!" Nah. <laughs> like they slow down the closer they get to 1937. <laughs> they just go. Who here likes doo-wop music? <laughs> like what, like uh, flappers, like 20s, like... Dee, 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 dee. We're going to uh, do the Great Depression for probably the rest of the year. Tanaka-san, this is the fifth lesson in a row about Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> 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 I feel like we know enough about Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin's mustache looks a lot like Hitler's mustache. <laughs> Don't get ahead of the uh, class there. But yeah, I, I remember seeing someone going through like a history textbook and it's like 20 pages on, you know, 
ancient history and like the the forming of 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 the human race of man yeah and then world war ii is like right right right. in one of those little boxes and so you're right and so so there's a theory that part of the reason there's so much atheism in in japan is that the history is so prehistory school is so like by the time you get to that have done all that studying and then someone goes a wizard did it you just you're so yeah you have so much learning behind you to go well i don't think so um, yeah, and so the, yeah, in a way they've gone. Okay, you can, you can, you can't have both. You can either have us religious or know about World War Two. And Japan's <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you're not religious, not religious, not religious, not religious. We we have, we'll keep the temples and we'll sort of do some like, we'll light some stuff. It'll but, become mainly cultural. Uh, it'll become mostly cultural. This is a cultural thing. <laughs> we can't go down that route again. Yeah. Well, and now the irony is that like with China and Russia acting up, the West is essentially like going to germany and japan and being like we really need some of your old habits not all of them but if you could be a lot more pro this is i mean we we've we've talked about the funniest china story this week yeah of um their the version of fight club yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently ends just before yeah. the um what's, what's the project mayhem happens yeah right before all the bombs spoiler alert if you haven't yeah. seen Fight Club yet, all <laughs> yeah. all the, they basically they fulfill their plan and destroy capitalism and blow up all these buildings. Yeah. In the Chinese version, it just goes face to black and just some text comes up that says, "The police caught them." <laughs> yeah. And everyone was fine. Yeah. And they went to jail. And they say the, end. the police dis the police found and disarmed every bomb. <laughs> Because a load of the movie up to that point is Meatloaf planting bombs. Oh, fuck, it's Meatloaf, it's isn't Meatloaf. it? It's Meatloaf, R.I.P. Yeah, rest in. His name was Robert Paulson. Rest in, rest in meat. Rest, rest in, in meat. R.I.M. Rim. R.I.M. Yeah, and they, so they go, they defused all the bombs. And what's weird is that they, I think it, in the article I read, it said that they, they arrested everyone. And then the alter ego gets sent to an asylum. Yeah, Brad Pitt, who is the alter ego. Tyler Durden, who is a... Figment, Fic- figment of, of Ed Norton's imagination. Spoiler alert. Get, gets sent, get to, sent to a psychiatric hospital for help. <laughs> which raises so many more questions than it answers. It makes the film immediately very confusing again. So you go, wait, so that wasn't a twist. <laughs> Tyler Durden really was just banging Ed Norton's girlfriend. What? <laughs> huh? Uh. <laughs> it's so, it must be so confusing to watch movies in China. Hmm. Western <laughs> movies. Uh, but then, and this goes back to our point about the Simpsons being like our Psalms. Yeah, we in a in a so in a WhatsApp group, we yeah. th- at least three of us independently then said it's like when Poochie gets written out of Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> yeah, all three of us were about to say Poochie. Yeah, the only reason I got in first is because I'd already tweeted about the story with a screenshot of the Poochie <laughs> message. Like, Poochie died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> just at the end. <laughs> just at... And yeah, and, and when he he's lifted off the, the page and obviously they're just moving <laughs> the sheet <laughs> upwards. Just this transparent sheet. And when all the kids are like, Pooch! And yeah, Krusty goes, Poochie's dead! And all the kids are like, Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> throw their arms into the air he's never coming back it's so funny it's so funny that the Chinese Communist Party poochied Tyler Durden (laughs) they poochied him they poochied him they poochied Brad Pitt oh man it's getting cancelled and it's getting poochied 
Yeah, getting poochied is worse than getting cancelled because if you get poochied, you kind of didn't exist properly in the first place. <laughs> also, so sinister that like in China, like in the former Soviet Union um, or in the Soviet Union, they send you to psychiatric hospitals as a way of dealing with dissidents. Right. Because they just go, anyone who doesn't think the government's perfect is mentally ill. <laughs> yeah. And they get sent away to be cured of their tragic sickness. <laughs> So the fact that like Tyler, that's happening to Tyler Durden, <laughs> who's also imaginary. What? Yeah, Tyler Durden. The end of Fight Club is Tyler Durden gets gets reeducated. The Chinese Communist Party is reeducating an imaginary terrorist, played by <laughs> played by Brad Pitt. Also, that it makes the Chinese Communist Party so much like a kind of like a fat old dad who's watching Fight Club and going, I, I'd have caught him. <laughs> yeah that's it that's I'd have got him I'd have found all the bombs yeah but how would you have found them I would have I just would have the police would have found him disarmed him he goes to prison he goes to a psychiatric hospital done job done you know he's not a real person I would have got him I still, still don't care just still would have got him would have got him <laughs> not the first fictional person I've sent to a psychiatric hospital I'll tell you that for free what was that I mean can't say anymore can't say anymore I'm afraid suffice to say ask your mum territorial army why don't you ask the dalai lama if i could have caught a fictional terrorist <laughs> uh, do you think that they cared when they censored it do you think that they sat around and had a debate of going like but that doesn't make sense and they're like look we have a lot of these to get through this pile of also DVDs. they would have been like who's gonna do anything <laughs> what are they gonna fucking do yeah for fun they just changed oh the they're end. going to complain are they <laughs> change the end caption to um uh, they decided not to do it and to kill themselves. <laughs> and before they did it, they kissed and they had a baby. Just make it just mad. Just make up mad things. Just end Forrest Gump early when he meets Nixon. Mm. Or Kennedy or whatever. <laughs> and just end it and go, Forrest Gump later shot Nixon. Shot JFK. <laughs> Forrest Gump shot JFK from the third floor of, of that library. <laughs> This is for Jenny. <laughs> Forrest Gump was convinced by Jenny to shoot JFK for her as a favour. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Have some fun with it, China. You know. Have some fun with it. Get creative. Yours to own on DVD box set now, the ultimate collection of Chinese Communist Party remastered Blu-ray movie classics. There's Chinese Communist Party Shawshank Redemption. He, he gets arrested and beaten to death when he's in the mud. He's covered in shit and he's, he's raining and he's on his knees. And they've recut it so that Morgan Freeman just looks like he's sad that that's happened. And that's the end. And the police are good in it. And he did do the murder. And Chinese Communist Party the Green Mile, where he's in prison because he uh, compared Xi Jinping to Winnie the Pooh, and no one is sad when they electrocute him to death, and he doesn't have the healing powers. It's a very short, horrible film. And Chinese Communist Party Forrest Gump, where he plants a series of listening devices in all the important places he's been, and kills JFK, at the urging of a socially conscious, radicalized Jedi. Order now and you'll receive a free bonus copy of Chinese Communist Party Sex in the City the Movie. 
where the girls go to downtown Beijing to abandon their capitalist consumer tendencies and be re-educated in the ways of the collective good. Needless to say, Samantha has a lot of not sex with high-ranking members of the Communist Party, and even if she did, it was consensual. So enjoy the sass as they sit around and eat the same meal as everyone else in a restaurant where they queue and wait and are given no special treatment. That's the Chinese Communist Party Blu-ray DVD movie classics box set. Buy it today on Alibaba or uh, depending on whether he's been kidnapped again. Um, we have an email. We have an email. Lovely. That we're going to do. It's from Alex. Bum, 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 bum. Alex. Um, if you go to Spain, there'll be a big baby. Phallus. Nice, nice. Thanks. Spain, good for baby. Good for baby. <laughs> Dear PNP, first time correspondent here and very happy to have found the appropriate confessional booth for this quick story. I know no gods could judge me here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a place that God has forgotten <laughs> <laughs> I'll get straight to it To my shame, and until upsettingly recently I was unaware of what the word scatological meant mm, It's an important word, especially for this podcast In fact, I was unshakably, uh, unshakingly convinced Of a meaning considerably less brown <laughs> At some point in my life, I had made the assumption that the word meant something akin to scattered logic. Oh. It's quite good. Well, like a mess, like messy logic. Yeah, sort of someone m- making a bad assertion. You go, well, that's scatological. Right, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that makes sense. That makes absolute sense. And it's also quite good because it could be interpreted as like quite a roundabout insult. That's scatological. And you go, well, he's calling my thinking shit. <laughs> yeah, ah, that's true, yeah. Clever. Uh, Something that is some way confused, inconsistent, or inconcise, and had managed to reach the age of 21, now 24, without ever having my assumption challenged or discovering the actual meaning. This was until a dutiful friend said to me during a conversation, in which I am sure I had incorrectly deployed the word multiple times, (laughs) Alex, scatological doesn't mean what you think it (laughs) means. Devastating. That's the most embarrassing thing that can happen. When you realize you've been using the word wrong... For years. Yes, it makes you want to Homer walking backwards into hedge.gif. <laughs> yes. In order, to, <laughs> in order to stick with our theme of only being able to think in Simpsons references. Yes, it's devastating. It really, it, it, yeah, it makes you feel like suddenly life is in black and white for a minute. <laughs> it's quite devastating. After a Google, my world turned cold. My mind glancing back at the numerous times I had likely used the word in university essays. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I get that third? I worked so hard. I kept saying that the plot was scatological. <laughs> Conversation. So looking back at all the times I... Kept I saying the causes for World War I were varied and scatological. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I get the third? It's apt. Uh, my mind glancing back at the numerous times I likely used the word in university essays, conversations with strangers, and most specifically, a seminar in which I clearly remember using it. (laughs) (laughs) I can remember the polite but stoic face of my lecturer looking back at me as I spoke. A previously insignificant memory now imbued with humiliation. That's brilliant. (laughs) 
I'd love to know what his subject was. Yeah. I'd love to know what kind of thing he could be describing eschatologically yeah. on a regular basis. <laughs> it would be terrible if it was like economics, because there's no <laughs> chance there. At least with like literature and poetry and things, someone can just be like, well, that's a wild interpretation, but yeah, at least I mean, it's it, yours. It's almost like using the word onanistic. Yeah, in, in, in like literary criticism, right? Yes, yes, yes. Does there something can... scatological? If someone you could go, right? Yeah, I guess in a way. I mean, oh, it's, okay, it's a brave term to use, but yes, I suppose you're right. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is a bit scatological. Yeah. Whereas if you're saying that you think that um, a managed and centralized market system is scatological, <laughs> what? what? You idiot! What? Oh God! I know exactly what he means as well because I can think back to scenarios where I've. You can someone who you, at the time you thought was just being very patient, yeah, for no reason, and you think, oh, I was being a dumb, I the, was the dumb then. It happens a lot. There's a there's this unique tension when someone in the group say, uses a word wrong, but everyone in the group is taken a second, but then realizes what they actually mean. Yeah, but no, everyone's looking to each other to say, who is someone going to? Who's going to do it? Them? And no one does. Yeah, and the first person goes right, right, and the moment's gone. Yeah, he's gone now. Now you you're interrupting two people. You can't. Yeah, and you can't then go. By the way, earlier on when you scared, earlier when on you, said, you were quite stupid actually. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember earlier those words you said? Well, they were wrong <laughs> because you're ignorant. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, you can't do it. It's not allowed anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Do you remember last week when you said it was scatological? You don't remember. Well, why would you? Yeah, suddenly, I remember suddenly that. you're Larry David. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're just completely this inhuman level of rudeness that is completely <laughs> contrary to your own interests and well-being. <laughs> no, no, you can't, can you? It's a bit like, yeah, at the end, like a bunch of people around a, a heist, sort of realizing that one of them has to be killed so that no one finds <laughs> out. And you're looking at each other. Who's going to do it? Who's going to say the unsayable? Um, after staring at the definition in front of me for a while with 21 years of social embarrassment sinking in I simply proclaimed aloud to myself shit <laughs> um, P.S. we have crossed paths before in the pub after the first night of P.S. stint at the Camden Fringe Oh, I believe the day you had been to hospital with potential Lyme disease true wait is that the day I saw you y- yes yes it was he says it was lovely to see you both ah yes following my conversation with phil mostly about kojima games and horror films oh fuck yes i was very glad that to hear that you got to watch midsommar recently a real favorite of mine keep up the good work uh great work oh not good uh i downgraded it as i read it and koji alex thank you very much alex thanks alex yes i have a scatological memory recalling of of us meeting yes but we definitely did and had a great time you've got a real scatological mind <laughs> it's a good word though his version of it scatological yeah, yeah it yeah, makes it more makes sense. sense it does make sense um shitological makes less sense would would have been a more direct way of you don't hear scat very yeah, much yeah 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 scat the only other thing scat is is going <laughs> and why would they be the same word i never understood why those are the same word was just one of the original scat sounds literally that scat scat is that why it's called scat why scat singing called scat singing let's find out make it the last act of this this podcast act three of this bonus pod why is scat singing called scat singing in vocal jazz scat singing is vocal improvisation with wordless vocables we know nonsense syllables or without words at all uh, history, the origins. 
the origin story. Uh, yes, blah, blah, blah. Although Louis Armstrong's 1926 record... Louis? Louis Line? Of course. 1926 recording of Heebie-Jeebies is often cited as the first modern song to employ scatting. There are many earlier examples. Al Jolson, uh-oh. Did some scat singing. Gene Green, 1917. They're not saying the etymology, though. Isn't that funny, 1917? At the same time that that movie, 1917, is set in all the bombs and everything, yeah. elsewhere in the world, someone is going... <laughs> while they yeah while while the battle of the Somme was happening <laughs> somewhere in America was someone hunched over going like clicking their fingers going <laughs> this can't be the same time can it meanwhile it's like beep go 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 yeah <laughs> is that the equivalent of realizing that like uh People were like driving into Iraq to invade it in 2003, listening to like Eminem really loudly. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the world is strange. The world is strange and a frightening place, but at least we have El Patreon. We have you, Patreons. We have you, Podbuds. Yeah. And Tat Whisperers. And what was the other level? Founding Fathers. Founding Fathers, of course. Um, nosotros, tu. Encant. What are you trying to Inca- say? I'm trying to say we love you guys. Oh. It's been Encanta, Encanta. I know. I don't remember. I can't I figure out how to remember. Spanish DCSEs. Uh, um, muchas gracias. Yes, and adios. And adios. Um, amigos. Bye. Bye.